0: Well we'll go over the starting lineups for the Yankees quickly, Phil. It's Clark at second, Kenny at short, White in left, Mercer in center, batting cleanup, Teppedino in right, Dave McDonald at first base, Len Baimer at third, Gibbs behind the plate tonight, and Mike Kecich pitching. And he's going up against the tough Jim Palmer. All right, Jerry, and that Palmer's really rough. He's 114 lost three. No decisions against the Yankees this year, but Lifetime, he is 1-6 and lost one. And I just want to let Jerry Coleman know that I brought a pair of fur-lined moccasins for him. I heard him complaining last night that his tender feet were cold. So you're all set, Jerry. Here's the first pitch of the game. It's a curve in there. Strike one call. Big Ron Luciano pulling balls and strikes. Bill Haller at first chick at second and Frank Ume on at third. Palmer's next pitch, fastball bounced to first base. Simone has it. Steps on the bag and it's one up. Big Boog Powell in the lineup. He along with several other Baltimore Oreo players down with the flu and we certainly hope that uh, it's
1: not in the
0: air and going around. We've had our share of the flu this year. Well, the Mets lost the first game eight to two. Bob Veal, the winner, thirteen and twelve. Nolan Ryan, the loser, he's six and three. Jerry Kenny fouls one off. Strike one. The uh, Chicago Cubs split their doubleheader with St. Louis. They won the first game two to one in ten innings. Holtzman over Gibson, and the Cardinals won the second seven to two. So the Mets can't be hurt at all tonight. The pitch is over. Strike two. Call. I'll never forget this Jim Palmer, Jerry, in that game against the Dodgers when he was just a rookie that I don't even think even shaved. Youngest pitcher, I believe, ever to win a World Series game at that time. He was just 20. Fantastic. Foul out of play. But, of course, at that time, the mound was higher, and they had that shot from center field. And I swear he looked like he was on a hill about 15 feet high. Phil, he's got one of the real live arms in the American League. And when he's right, he's as quick and as sharp as any pitcher around. All right, the pitch is fouled again out of play. And Kenny not being able to get around on uh, Jim Palmer. Fouling his fastball to left field. Phil Palmer has won 14 ball games, And he missed uh, a month or six weeks in the middle of the season with some back misery. And I'd say what a year he would have had. Of course, Baltimore fortunate. They really didn't need him all year. As they drive down the left field line, slicing foul and out of play. That was very close to being a fair ball. But Kenny not able to get around on Jim Palmer. Horace Clark, by the way, was batting 293 before he bounced out. Jerry Kenny hitting
1: 257.
0: And Kenny's average keeps going up, Jeff, Phil, well, he's done a great job from about mid-season on. There was a period when Kenny wasn't playing against left-hand pitching. He had a lot of trouble, but manager Ralph Houck said it's your job, a friend, to go out and earn it, and he's done it. That he has. The pitch is a curveball bounce, knocked down by Palmer, picks it up, throws for the out. Now, that was pretty good reflexes for a big fella like Palmer, especially with that long follow-through, Jer. Tell you about this guy, Palmer. I I have the feeling and I'm guessing that Cuellar and Palmer will be the one-two pitchers in the series if the Orioles get in. I, I think that Palmer will move ahead of McNally. Oh, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Anyway, Roy White takes the curve in that strike ball, and all this Palmer is doing is throwing strikes. Roy White leading the Yankees in batting. Four. Two out, nobody on, no score Top of the first, the curve is a little bit low One on one Defensively, it's Buford in left, Blair in center Frank Robinson and right Brooks Robinson at third, Belanger at short Johnson at second, Simone at first Etcher Baron catching And Palmer pitching And the ball is fouled into the Yankee dugout And a head of hair popped out of the dugout Could only belong to Joe Pepitone One of the few times I've seen him Without his baseball cap on While in New York Pepe hasn't been playing the last three or four nights. As manager Ralph Houk getting a long, hard look at Dave McDonald at first base. All right, the pitch fastball swung at and fouled back off the umpire's chest protector. Phil, this may sound strange, but the Yankees really have a um, a great spot to be in because manager Ralph Houk can look at all of these youngsters in the last month of this season and get a good line on them for 1970. Save them a lot of time. Spring training, there's a pitch outside, two and two. Because it's so important for a manager to get a look at the youngsters under fire in game conditions. The 2-2 pitch. Curve low in front of the plate. 3-2. and two. In effect, we're going for the pennant or even for uh, an important position. Uh, Ralph couldn't do this. He'd have to go with his regulars. But now he's got a chance to look at Tepidino and Dave McDonald and uh, Thurman Munson and all of the young kids. And a lot of the young kids are coming through. The payoff pitch is low ball four. So Roy White with that good eye gets a base on balls. The first base runner in the ball game. And it'll bring up Bobby Mercer. Bobby batting 256 but he leads the club in homers with 26 and runs batted in with 81. Still with each and every passing day, Bobby Mercer looks like the real money. I think he's going to be one of those guys that will hit the 30 home runs, maybe upwards of that and Drive in 100 runs, and with that speed, his average has got to go up. No doubt about it, Jaren. I think uh, playing a little more will give him more confidence. He go into those prolonged slumps. I think he had three of them this year, and that's tough to overcome. The pitch to Mercer fouled back off the screen, strike one, and Bobby had a good cut at a fastball. One thing that Bobby has to do is learn to hit that fastball on the outside part of the plate to the opposite field, and that'll bring that pitch back in to him where he can get his power on it. But as long as he keeps pulling it, he'll pop it up. That's right. He does reach for a lot of fastballs. Quick throw to first. A pretty good move, but White is back. Roy has 17 stolen bases on the air. Stretch by Palmer. Fastball right in there. Strike two, Call. On deck, Frank Tepidino. Dick Hauser coaching at third. Elston Howard at first for the Yankees. Yankees' last visit to Baltimore. Palmer stretches. Throw to first, and it looked like White was ready to take off, but he gets back in time. With two out and two strikes on the hitter, a good chance to try and steal the stretch. There goes White. The pitch is line to right field, but foul. And Mercer broke his bat, even though he got a good foot on the ball. So Bobby will go back for a new piece of lumber. Well, that was a bad pitch. Uh, it looked like a high slider or a high breaking pitch had broke into Bobby. And if you're going to throw that kind of a pitch, you got to get it off the plate. That that ball was uh, where it could have hurt Palmer. Right. You know, there are some batters, whenever they see a runner going instinctively they swing at the ball you know it's not too easy to let the ball go something tells you well, he's going i better protect him and actually with two strikes on you you don't have to feel to carry that to the ultimate i have seen ball players with three balls and two strikes swing at a bad pitch with a runner right? going <laughs> just something in a instinct in a hitter that uh makes him think he has to swing at that pitch and that's when bat control is so important Jim Palmer, not as easy to steal on as, say, a Denny McLean. Even though he's a little slow, kicking the leg high, he gets it into the plate in a hurry. The stretch. The pitch is low. One ball, two strikes. Roy White at first. Two out. No score. Top of the first. Here's the stretch. Quick throw to first. White is back. Arma knows that White's going to try and go. See if he can get him while he's leaning towards second base. He stretches again. There goes White. Pitch out. Throw to second base. They got him. Oh, they knew he was going to go and call for a pitch out. From two to six. Catcher to the shortstop covering. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left. At the end of one half inning, the Yankees nothing. The Orioles coming to bat.
2: Say, would you trade four pieces of silver for four pieces of steel? Now, before you answer that, maybe you ought to hear about the steel. It's stainless steel tableware in a beautiful four-piece place setting, now available at participating Atlantic dealers when you buy eight gallons of gasoline. For just four pieces of silver, well, four 25-cent pieces, your Atlantic dealer will give you four pieces of rugged stainless steel tableware knife, dinner fork, salad fork, and teaspoon. And just because he's feeling generous these days, he'll toss in an extra teaspoon absolutely free and give you a penny back for good luck. Get all the stainless tableware you need for only 99 cents a place setting at your Atlantic station now. Accessory pieces are available too, also at a special low price. And you can charge it all on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. This offer may vary in some states.
0: You know, Phil, just a little explanation as to why White was running with Mercer up there. The count was no balls and two strikes, and Mercer now definitely behind the pitcher. So why not send White? If he's out, then you've got your number four hitter coming up with an even count again. And he went 0-2 and 1-2. And and Both times, Mercer was behind the pitcher Palmer. So when he comes up again, even though White was thrown out, you'll have a good shot at him uh, making it all even. Right, Jerry. And of course, uh, Palmer and Etcher Baron had it figured out pretty well. Palmer kept throwing over there, holding White close, knowing he was going to go. And he got him back maybe one step extra closer to the bag and then fetched out. And he was a dead duck. All right, here's John Buford, batting 290. 31 doubles, 3 triples, 10 homers, 62 runs batted in. I might mention that old eagle eye Rizzuto, who knows when they're running, can pick White's move when he goes. Yeah. But we won't tell what it oh, is. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> All right, Mike Kekic on the mound. Mike has one, two, lost five. His first pitch is a breaking pitch, low ball one. On deck is Paul Blair with Frank Robinson to follow. Mm, those averages the first three men, 290, 297, 316. Fastball is in there, strike called one-on-one. And the MVP, according to Frank Robinson, Boog Powell isn't playing. Did Frank Robinson say that? He's boosting Powell for the MVP. The only problem is the Orioles have been so far in front, it's hard to pick a most valuable player. That's true. The pitch is high, two and one. I think the other night when you and I were discussing possible MVPs, Powell along with Killebrew were our uh, two choices. It looks like it's going to be one or the other. Killebrew's got a real good shot at it. What a year he's had. The 2-1 pitch is in there. Strike two called an off-speed pitch. Let's talk about most valuable player for one league. Uh, it's kind of tough because Killebrew and Powell are playing the, a greater number of their games against different teams. That's true. In other words, Killebrew and the Twins are playing the Oakland A's 12 times, and the Orioles only uh, 18, and the Orioles right. playing 12. bounce to third. Bamer up with it. Fires to first in time, and it's one out. And I just mentioned Len Boehmer throwing him out. What a night he had last night. Three for three. I had a cute story in uh, the post today on Len Boehmer by Maury Allen. He asked Boehmer about it, and Boehmer said, Well, I went 0 for April, May, and June. <laughs> and, of course, he had gone something like uh, what is it, 26 times without a base hit. Eh? But he's quite a guy to have around. Paul Blair, 297 he's batting. 31 homers and 99 runs batted in. No, I'm reading the wrong one. 26 homers and 72 runs batted in. That's Frank Robinson's record I was reading. Which isn't bad. 26 homers, 72 runs batted in. The 1-0 pitch, change-up bounces in front of the plate, ball two, two and I would have to say that this will be his best year in homers and RBIs. No? He is 39. 39 homers in the big Oh, Blair. The 2-0 pitch. Curve hits the outside corner, 2-1. home as he ever hit in the big leagues, 11. And most RBI, 64. So it is the best year he's had by far, both ways. The 2-1 pitch, a bunt down third, but foul. Picked up by Billy Hunter, coaching at third. Flips it to Bama. George Stoller, the coach at first base. O'Blair, Blair, who had crossed first walking back towards the batter's box one out nobody on, bottom of the first, no score on deck Frank Robinson Mike Kekic holds the ball in his glove, gets the sign the wind up, the kick the pitch is lined, pass and that'll be extra bases, in the corner Blair around first Roy White plays the caram off the wall and Blair is in with a double. His 32nd double of the year. He hit a bullet just inside the foul line. Well, Blair base hit number 173. And now Frank Robinson. 316, he's batting. 31 homers, 99 runs batted in. And just like Mel Stottlemyre was saying about being a 20-game winner or a 19-game winner. 99 runs batted in and 100 runs batted in. Sounds so much better, that 100. Well, it's a world apart. Yep. All right, Blair leads off second. Stretch by Kekic. Pitch to Robbie is right down the middle. Strike call. Gets the sign from Gibbs. Checks Blair. The pitch is fouled over our heads and back upstairs out of play. 0-2. Rex Barney. I heard you on the air tonight on the way in. Some Huckleberry was asking about the World Series between the Jets and the Colts, right? And Rex says, you mean the Super Bowl. He says, no, the World Series. And Rex kept saying, you mean the Super Bowl. Right, Rex? Right, Phil. (laughs) Always right. No, but no, I'm seriously, wasn't I? Wasn't that the story? That's right. I don't like the way you're saying that. (laughs) Ready for the two-strike pitch. A foul out of play down the right field line.
3: Listen, I played against you in a couple World Series, and you won, so you're always right.
0: right. I'll never forget the first time I faced Rex Bonney. He almost sent me home. He threw the first pitch over everybody's head. It hit the screen at Ebbets Field. I turned around to look at my mother in the stands and say, Mom, should I come home now? I tell you that, Huckleberry. And that was just to scare me. There was nobody on. We're of the same faith. I'd never do that. (laughs) Well, that shakes you up a little bit. Rex didn't wear glasses like Ryan Duren did either. All right, here's a stretch. The pitch is outside. One ball, two strikes. One out. No score, bottom of the first. Stretch by Kekic. Change up is high, two and two. I also heard you tell that story about eating fish in the airplane. That's a, that's a
3: true story with Gil Hodges. You yeah, really get a is.
0: chance tell it quickly. Not as long as it took you on the air well, to say it. got to
3: wait for Mr. Kekic. A
0: digest version of the story. It's and Mr. Kekic because he's an ex-Dodger. Oh, anybody that's... Are you still loyal to the Dodgers, Rex?
3: I'll tell you another story in a minute.
0: We're going to be full of stories tonight. The 2-2 pitch popped up in right field. Moving in, Frank Tepidino. He's there and makes the catch. And fires the ball in, cut off by Jerry Kenny, the shortstop. All right, Rex, now we got time for the Gil Hodges story. It happened
3: on a Friday, and this is a true story. Gil and I were sitting next to each other in an airplane. We are flying, and they bought the food, and it was all steak, you know. And I said to Gil, you know, both being Catholic, I said, it's all right because, you know, extra special cases you can eat, but that's all they have. And he said, well, I understand that, but he said, we're so close to headquarters, I'm not going to take a chance. <laughs> and I got it, readers, uh, Harold Parrott, which you
0: know. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. I knew that. Because I flew with a couple of priests on a Friday, and they told right. me you can eat meat. Joe wouldn't take a chance. He still won't. He won't, huh? All right, here's Brooks Robinson. Brooks, he takes a strike. Robinson batting only two thirty three, but he has 22 homers and 82 runs batted in. So he's made his hits count. Banning cleanup tonight with Boog Powell out with a touch of the flu. No score, two out, Blair at second. it's pitch, low and outside. One and one. If you didn't get it with talking with Rex Barney former brook i wasn't going to say old brooklyn dodger pitcher because he's younger than i am but if you play for brooklyn you're old <laughs> <laughs> that was a great city that brooklyn we had a lot of fun why on ever moved? it still is a great city that's right bill kane lives there in sandy <laughs> alper all right and i was born there the one one pitch swing and a miss one ball two strikes
3: that's not a true story about you. Like Stengel ran you out of the clubhouse it's, because you were too little. It certainly is. Are you kidding really, it? I never forgave Casey for that. You know, and you remember the old clubhouse man by the name of Danny Comerford? Oh, They very said he ran right. Sid Gordon out for the same reason. He said, you're too small, son. Go Sid across Gordon the river. Was too small. But
0: he was, lived uh, close to the ballpark, too. Yeah, but he was husky. Right. Big shoulders. All right, ready for the one-two pitch. <laughs> Misses everybody. Back to the screen. A Rex Barney pitch. How do you like that? Just to make Rex feel at home, Kekich missed everybody and hit the screen.
3: And it's even a two and two. Old Dodgers never die. They just, they just pitch left-handed now instead of right-handed. <laughs> the story is,
0: though, in Ebbets Field, they had a brick wall, and Rex used to have a trick play with uh, Roy Campanella. He'd throw it wild. Roy would turn around and play the caramel off the brick wall and throw the guy
3: out. Now, that's not true, right? I'll pull a DeRocher, no comment. <laughs> He must be no commenting again today.
4: Yeah,
0: they split that doubleheader. Had a chance to pick up some ground. All right, Blair is at third on the wild pitch by Kekic. Two men are out. 2-2 on Brooks Robinson. No score. The pitch is high. Almost another wild pitch, and it's 3-2. It looks like Kekic trying to put a little extra on the pitch for Robinson strike him out. Sometimes when you try to throw too hard, Rex, the ball doesn't do as much.
3: No question. You just watch batting practice. You know, guys uh-huh. who can throw real hard and see that.
0: The payoff pitch, he curved him inside ball four. So, Brooks Robinson gets a walk. Runners at first and third. And the batter now, Davey Johnson. Dave having a good year hitting 285. Six homers, 53 runs batted in.
1: Dave Johnson.
0: Johnson a right-hand batter. Package, doing little exercises out on the mound. Now the stretch by Mike. His pitch is right down the middle strike call. By the way, this program is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment of our audience. And any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. One strike on Johnson. Runners lead at first and third. The changeup is in there. Strike two called. And Davey didn't think it was. Now we'll ask Rex Bonney. If you were a pitcher, would
3: you have wanted that pitch? All oh, close pitches are strikes, <laughs> you know. Especially when they pitched to you with that big strike zone <laughs> you have. Oh, all right, two strikes
0: now, on Johnson. They give Davey a lot of room in left field. Kind of bunch him towards the middle. The two-strike pitch, slice foul down the right field line, out of play. Still 0-2. Big sign out in left field, Birdland 69. Baltimore has already clinched the divisional title in the American League East. The pitch just missed the inside corner, and that one Gibbs and Kekic wanted. One ball, two strikes. Two out and two on. Very pleasant night here in Baltimore, Maryland. 62 degrees. Doesn't seem that cool. Stretch by Mike. Curve is in there. Strike three called. Beautiful pitch by Kekic. For the birds, no runs. One hit, no errors. Two men left, and at the end of one full inning it's the Yankees nothing and the Orioles nothing. The
2: Yellow Pages present Nursery Rhymes for Our Times.
3: Bye-bye, baby. Daddy's gone a-hunting to find a little rabbit skin to wrap his baby bunting in. Hunting all the time. Hunting. And the rabbits, yet. Why don't we go shopping for clothes like normal people? Oh, George, it's such a bother. So many stores. Well, use the Yellow Pages for once. I bet it lists a shop for baby clothes right in the neighborhood. The Yellow Pages? New York Telephone's Yellow Pages. It's fantastic. Where do you think I found out where to buy all this hunting equipment and traps and tents and... George, we were talking about clothes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, they got everything in the Yellow Pages. Men's clothing stores, dressmakers, haberdashers, clothing chains, furriers. Hey, can I get a mink? Uh, Would you believe a rabbit skin?
5: Morrow,
2: when you let your fingers do the walking through New York
3: Telephone's Yellow
2: Pages, your hunting days are over.
0: Well, I just am I ready to go, but we're still chatting with Rex Barney. What was the other story you were going to tell me, Rex? Uh, (laughs) Just that Monday in New York, there's going to be a lot of uh, old
3: Dodgers, as you call them, Andy Pafko, and Carl Erskine, and Carl Furlow, and uh, Gene Hermansky, and Branca and Campanell myself. We're we'll going to have a little meeting there. Monday, we'll probably go out and see Gil Hodges
0: and his Mets. Wonderful. All right, Bobby Mercer, who was at bat when Roy White was thrown out trying to steal in the first, is up there. Bobby hitting two First pitch is ball one. Palmer winds. Fastball lined a base hit in the right field corner. Might be extra basic. Mercer around first. Robinson up with a throw to second. Will not be in time. And Bobby's on with a line double down the right field corner. For Bobby Mercer, double number 23 on the air. And as Jerry was telling you, Bobby Mercer looking better and better. Getting that stroke back again. And the batter now, Frank Tepedino. Here's a young Brooklyn boy, Rex. Just called up and he's batting 385
3: since he joined the Yankees? You know, it's funny about Mercer. You know, Phil, I saw him all year long, naturally. The first month and the last part of the season, it just seems like it's been unbelievable if you could ever put the, the middle together. Well, he
0: hasn't been around, actually, that long. No, that's and true. Service has interrupted him several times, and he is going to be a star of the future. Strike one.
3: Still, there's another story about... Uh, you have a young catcher, I understand, that looks real good. A lot of people are talking about him.
0: Yes, he is quite a catcher. Surprisingly, he's been having a little bit of trouble with the low pitches. He's had several pass balls. That's something I'm going to have to work on him with. There's a curve outside, one-on-one. But you change that subject awful quickly. I'm talking about Tepidino, and you go to Mercer.
3: I'm, about talking about, you, I'm not changing uh, the subject. You well, like you know. It you know how it is. It is. What? The, the little ones who play shortstop. That's it. <laughs> that kind of puts them
0: to a very few. You know, there have been a lot of fine ball players that have come out of Brooklyn. Oh, I should say there has. Curve is high and outside, two and one.
3: You wonder where they find the places to play. That's it. That's the amazing. You know. When you come from, like, Nebraska, where I do, you can understand it, because you've got that's nothing else but places to play. When I first went to New York, you know, to play ball, I couldn't figure, how can anybody play here? Right, there's a
0: pitch high, three and one. Well, you learn to play stick ball and hit a rubber ball with a broomstick, and then it's easy to hit a baseball with a bat. You see so many, you know, great
3: superstars, Hall of Famers, like Lou Gehrig or Hank Greenberg, people like that, how they could possibly have enough time, or where did they play?
0: A hard ground ball, base hit to right field. Robinson challenges it. The throw to the plate, it'll be close. And he's, wait a minute, he's out. He said he didn't touch the plate. Holy cow! Dave McDonald right there, and Mercer, he had half of that plate at least. We had a good shot of it. How showing him the angle, and where he slid. Oh, man, a beautiful slide by Bobby Mercer a fadeaway away hook slide the throw was perfect right on target and robinson charged it like an infielder his throw was there but mercer slid away from the tag his foot went right over the bag and ron luciano said he missed home plate and you should have seen young dave mcdonald and dick hauser and bobby mercer and now ralph halk arguing. and i want to tell you we had a perfect shot at that we got a great angle on the play and Hawk is still trying to show him where his foot went over home plate. But Luciano waited until Etchabarren turned around and tagged Bobby Mercer, who had slid well by the plate after touching it. It goes as a single for Tepidino. The play goes 9-2 from Robinson to Etchabarren. Mercer is out of there. And we're going to have a little huddle out on the mound right now. And while they're huddling and arguing, we'll pause for station identification.
5: This is WGY, Radio 81, Schenectady, New York.
0: The argument is over. Mercer is out. Tepedino remained at first only because Simone at first gave a beautiful fake as though he were going to cut that throw off. Here's Dave McDonald. Swings and fouls the pitch off strike one. And you know, Rex, it was interesting seeing the young rookie, Dave McDonald, only been in the big leagues maybe a week, 10 days, getting right in there and arguing for his teammates. And really Mercer, because as I understand, Mercer is a very complacent, quiet type of thorough ball player but says very little when you know you're right though that's the time to argue you know a guy can slide and feel the plate or feel the bag i was always told that if you are right an umpire will take a lot and that umpire took a lot he certainly did ron luciano the plate umpire one one count on left hand hitting dave mcdonald swing and a miss at a beautiful change of pace one ball two strikes McDonald batting 091. He's been about 11 times with just one hit. No score, although the Yankees came mighty close. Mercer thrown out at the plate. Curveball swung at and foul tipped. Ball hit the shin guards of Etchebarne, bounced out towards the mound. Tepedino had broken from first, but comes back now. On deck, Len Bama that frank robinson he made that play he charged that ball like an infielder took a gamble one handed it he,
3: he has to do it because as you and a lot of fans know he hasn't got the greatest arm in the world but he does get rid of the ball like an infielder
0: and you know accuracy is just as important as strength when it comes to throwing if you got both then you're in great shape but if you don't like you say he gets rid of the ball like an infielder a perfect one bounce out to the catcher bomber sets Fastball line to left center. That's going to be warped oh, by. Yes, it is. It's rolled into the fence. And Tapadino will score. McDonald comes in a second and holds up with a double. Man, that ball really carried as Paul Blair and Don Buford stand out there scratching their heads. Dave McDonald with his first extra base hit and first run battered in as a Yankee. A double a deep left center field. And the Yankees lead one and nothing. Pepperdino, when he rounded second base, made the mistake of looking at the ball and he almost ran into left field. What a turn he made. Reminds me of <laughs> wait a minute, I gotta think of his name. Right now, Lynn Baymer takes a ball. Cal Abrams well, cost you the pennant that sure year, did. right?
3: 1950
0: 1950 he rounded third spiked a couple of guys in the dugout and Richie Ashburn who didn't have a good arm yeah, that's right Richie Ashburn the Phillies threw him out at the plate there's the strike one on one in Cal's defense though it was kind of a wet day if I remember I hate to say this but it wasn't
3: Phil it was I a really, dry day. You know, I I've seldom disagree alright here's the <laughs> stretch the pitch is low two and one
0: Wait a minute now. I, I mean, he, if Preacher
3: if... Rowe was pitching, it may have been <laughs> a wet day, but he was not It was not a pitching. dry day. There yes, was he... something.
0: It was dark or something. Late in the day. <laughs> no, but I, I wish I did. could help you. I really do. <laughs> I'll get out of this some way. Two balls, one strike. One odd. Yankees lead one nothing. Fastball is high, three and one.
3: Well, Mike Goliath played second base. <laughs> That'll help.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, Granny Hamner was the shortstop. Right. And Robin Roberts, one of the pitchers. Big Sisler was the villain. Big Sisler, yeah, that's right. The 3-1 pitch. He holds up, and it's high. Ball four.
3: You know, Phil, one thing I might say, if, if you have any Baltimore fans in your vast network, the thing that is worried about Palmer, though he's pitched very well and has a no-hitter to his credit. The last few times out, not only have they hit him fairly well, but they've hit him real hard, like the last few balls hit here, they've been line shot, which is, as you know, is an indication if they hit the ball and get a few blue pits or something like that or a buncing, you'll understand it. But they've hit the ball hard, which kind of concerns me. All right, Jake Gibbs
0: checks his swing and it's high, ball one. We'll have to see how it continues... Well, as Rex Bonney just said, uh, we haven't seen Palmer that much, but he has been hit hard in his last few ball games. Thatcher Baron goes out, gives him that hat of confidence on the backside. Jake Gibbs batting 223, looking for his first home run of the year. He has 17 runs batted in. The stretch. The pitch is fouled upstairs and out of play. One-on-one. Baymer at first, McDonald at second. You don't like things, you? Gibbs the batter and Kekic on deck. Runners lead away. The kick and the pitch is popped up. The second baseman, Davey Johnson, under it. The infield fly rule is called. Gibbs carrying the, carry the bat to first is out automatically.
3: Runners hold. It's two out. I'll say one thing for you and Coleman. Right. Anybody from Brooklyn, I don't care whether they played there, lived there, what happened. You moved out of there early and went to Jersey and became a Yankee. You just don't like us Brooklyn fans. I don't understand. And I love Brooklyn. I was born there. All those Yankee fans in Brooklyn? No. You know not what many. those big welcomes you had in those World Series? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Mike Cakac to the batter. Mike batting one fifty eight. Swings and fouls it off strike one. And the youngster's hustling there. Rex Barney, we want to thank you very much for stopping by and telling us a few stories. Phil, well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with a winner. Okay, Rex. The pitch foul just below us. Owen two. Are you Irish, Rex? My mother and father were. <laughs> Barney and Blarney, he's got both. The pitch is a curve over, a strike three call Packages out of there. But the Yankees pick up one run on three base hits. There were no errors, two men left. And at the end of an inning and a half, it's the Yankees won, the Orioles nothing.
3: Fall is the time of color and beauty, when all nature's glamour is awaiting you and your family in the nearby Adirondacks. Make this weekend a family weekend by visiting scenic on Sable Chasm, a wondering natural architect. Or spend some time at Fort Ticonderoga, where history speaks for itself. All the Adirondack scenic and historic attractions are less crowded during the fall, thusly allowing you to discover at your leisure. How about a ferry cruise aboard one of Lake Champlain's ferries from New York to Vermont? A trip you'll never forget. Water comes alive and dances to its own rhythmical sounds at High Falls Gorge. So for a family, fun-filled weekend you'll never forget, you visit our Sable Chasm, Fort Ticonderoga, Lake Champlain ferries, or High Falls Gorge. All in the nearby Adirondacks. You do it, you'll enjoy it. The
2: Adirondacks are so close by driving north on the Northway.
0: Well, we get ready for the bottom of the second inning. The Yankees got to palm of that inning, but the controversial play at the plate kept the Yankees from having a real big inning. End up with one run. For the Orioles, it'll be Andy etcher Chico Simone, and Mark Belanger to face Mike Kekic. Andy etcher batting batting That and Andy hasn't caught near as much this year, Jerry, as he did even in his rookie year. In fact, he uh, struggled last year to remain on the squad he had a rather unpleasant season but uh, he and elrod hendricks have been alternating and hendricks playing more all right etcher baron takes a strike and he's hitting 268 has three homers 24 runs batted in on deck chico simone package winds change up fouled and back in the crowd out of play nothing into the count the lights here in uh, memorial stadium in baltimore are the best well i think they're the best i've seen in any park in baseball Jerry. They have the, uh, the color-corrected uh, television shoes light, whatever that is, but it's a brighter light than the normal uh, candle power that we use at the stadium. Absolutely beautiful. Looks like the sun's shining brightly here at the ballpark. It is so bright, you can see the shadows just like the sun were shining. All right, Kekich winds the two-strike pitches high, ball one. Yankees lead one-nothing. A one-two delivery fouled upstairs out of play. You talk about a bounce in baseball. That one went from the upper deck down below, touched about six hands. Still one and two. your Baron, a right-hand batter. Pitch by Kekic is a curve low, two and two. Oh, two balls, two strikes. Nobody out, nobody on. is a change up low and it's a full con now three and two Kekic getting good motion on that change of pace here now that he's had a chance to work on it I think that's one of the things that has made him somewhat effective in the last uh, month or so uh, moving that change up straight change and the curveball job uh-huh. the payoff pitch fastball fouled upstairs and out of play Pekic gets
3: a new ball, rubs it up.
0: The payoff pitch is swung at and missed strike three. Tried to hold up, couldn't do it. Pekic gets his second strikeout. And the batter now, Chico Simone. Simone hitting 3.16. Filling in for Boog Powell. He fills in just about anywhere. One out, nobody on. Yankees one, Orioles nothing. Simone, a right-hand batter, open stance. Crouches at the plate. He really crouches. Takes a pitch high, ball one. The one-zero delivery. Hit to right field, Tepedino coming in and then has to go back and reach up and make the catch. Two out. For some reason tonight, the baseballs are really traveling. Those hit in the air. And now Mark Belanger hitting 282. Two homers, 46 runs batted in. He's hitting just about 100 points higher than he hit last year. Choking up, a right-hand batter takes a curve over strike call. He and Eddie Brinkman are the Senators, two shortstops that have really brought their averages up. The one-strike pitch curve fouled back into the crowd. 0-2. 2 On deck, Jim Farmer. Two out, nobody on. Fastball is high. One ball, two strikes. The one-two curve I uh, Two and two. The Mets lost their first game, and the Cubs and the Cardinals split a doubleheader. up hit in the air a short right field. Tepedino digging in, coming in, makes the running catch. So it's three up, three down, and at the end of two full innings, the Yankees won, the Orioles nothing.
2: If you'd like a sensational deal on beautiful stainless steel tableware, get yourself down to the nearest participating Atlantic service station. Drive in, fill up with eight gallons of gasoline, and then you can buy a four-piece place setting of super stainless tableware for only 99 cents. This is really beautiful stuff, and it's also heavy duty, so it'll last through a lifetime of day-to-day use and still look pretty enough to dress up your nicest table settings. Just 99 cents buys a knife, dinner fork, salad fork, and teaspoon. And just to show you that our heart's in the right place, you'll even get a fifth piece, an extra teaspoon, absolutely free with every plate setting. There are even bargain prices on the matching accessory pieces, so you can have a soup-to-nuts dinner without having to mix your patterns. Sound good? Well, then you get down to the nearest Atlantic Station and ask for this fantastic stainless tableware. You can charge it on your Atlantic Richfield credit card.
0: set to go on the third inning right now the yankees are leading one to nothing they got their run in the second when mercer opened with a double he was out trying to score on a single by tepidino but then on the play tepidino at the second and scored a mcdonald's double into the gap in left center that's the way it stands right now yankees won baltimore nothing going into the third here's horace clark facing jim palmer phil All right, Jerry Clark bounced out to first base his first time-up. Fouls this one back off the screen. Strike one. Palmer winds again. A ball popped to shallow left field. Belanger digging, coming in fast as Buford and Buford makes the catch. One away, and the batter... Jerry Kenny. Jerry hit a hot shot off the glove of the pitcher Jim Palmer in the first inning, was thrown out.
1: Number two, Jerry Kenny.
0: Kenny the battle with White on deck. Palmer winds, his pitch is high, ball one. Paul Blair shades Kenny over in left center field. Buford playing him straight away in left and shallow. And that Palmer likes to pitch in a hurry, so Kenny had to ask for time. Pirates scored three runs in the first inning of the second game against the Mets. There's a swing and a miss, one-on-one. Montreal beat the Phillies 10-6. With six runs in the seventh inning. After the Phillies had scored five in the second. Two balls, one strike now to count on Kenny. Yankees lead 1-0 top of the third. Palmer's pitch is sliced foul back in the crowd upstairs. Palmer winds again. He doesn't waste any time. Change up, swung at it, and missed strike three. Second strikeout for Farmer. Brings up Roy White, who walked his first time up and then was cut down trying to steal. Number six. Two out, nobody on. Pitch by Palmer. The curve is in there. Strike one call. Tomorrow, the battle of left is Al Downing against Dave McNally. Fastball. Foul. Back out of play. Swung at and missed. Strike three. And Fomino with three strikeouts in the ballgame. Three up, three down for the Yankees. At the end of... New York one. Ball them more nothing.
2: Participating Atlantic dealers are offering a great bargain on stainless steel. A four-piece place setting of fine stainless is yours for only 99 cents every time you get eight gallons of gasoline. And that's not all. With every place setting of dinner fork, salad fork, teaspoon, knife, Atlantic dealers are giving away absolutely free an extra teaspoon. But the best thing of all is the stainless tableware itself. It's heavy, deep, rugged stainless, designed to give a lifetime of service, and so carefully crafted and beautiful to look at, that it will go with even your most elegant table settings. All of this for only 99 cents a place setting, with a fifth piece, the extra teaspoon thrown in as a gift. That's a real steel. In fact, it's a stainless steel. So take advantage of it soon. Matching accessory pieces are available, too, and you can charge everything on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. What are you waiting for? This offer may vary in some states.
0: In the bottom of the third inning, Jim Palmer will lead off for Baltimore. Baltimore. Palmer batting 214. Not too bad a hit. it, 12 for 56. Three doubles. Six runs batted in. So Mike Kekic, who was allowed just one base hit, that a double of Paul Blair in the first inning. We'll give you a rundown of all the scores at the end of this half inning. All right, Jim Palmer Tall right hand batter Six feet three inches tall 190 pounds He tries to bunt and misses strike one There's another New York boy Jim Palmer Born in New York Next pitch by Kekich, swing and a miss, low curve ball, 0-2. Buford on deck. Roy White is well over in left center field on Mike Palmer, or rather Jim Palmer. The two-strike pitch, high and tight, one ball, two strikes. The wind up. The curve swung at and missed strike three. Mike comes up with his third strike out of the ball game, and here's his third is first time up.
1: Number nine, John Buber. All
0: right, Buford a switch hitter, batting right against Kekich. Lined up in the pitch, swing, a miss, strike one. Paul Blair on deck. Change up, he bunts, but foul. He picked a perfect pitch to bunt. A change of pace, but bunted and foul. He had gone past first base another 90 feet. Really hustling down that line, but has to come back. 0-2. Oh you know, I read a piece in the paper, Jerry. If you win your divisional title, you don't even get a pennant flag. You know, like, say, uh, they East don't Eastern and the American and Western and the American. you yeah. don't get that, huh? Nope. Nobody had ever thought of that. Somebody asked the question, and now they're going to bring it up. But you should get something for winning your divisional uh, title anyway. There's a ball. blooped in a shallow right. will be in for a base set. Clark was fooled on that one. He started in on the ball, and then it took off and just went over his glove. Pretty good I'm charge call there. Paul Blair ripped a double of left field his first time up. On deck, Frank Robinson. Yankees lead 1-0, bottom of the third. Stretch by Keckett. Pitch to Blair. is line to left field for a base hit. White to his right. With it, Buford rounds the bag and then comes back. Good throw by Roy White in third base. Oh, ball, Blair now two for two. Runners at first and second. One out and Frank Robinson, the batter. Robbie flying to right field his first time up. Peckage turns around, looks at his defense, checks the runners. Buford at second, Blair at first. Couldn't ask for two faster men on the bases for Frank Robinson. Peckage looks in for the sign. Goes to the belt. Pitch is strike one. He couldn't hold up in time, says Luciano. Robbie started a swing, tried to hold up the bat. Nobody wears his baseball stockings higher than Frank Robinson. He has them stretched to the breaking point. All right, Kekich ready. A foul out of play above our head. Nothing into the count. Oh, the reason Frank Robinson has those baseball stockings stretched so high is that he has had extra pieces sewn on to the bottom of the where they go around the uh, bottom of your feet and then pulls them up very high. Very unusual. Oh, and two, the count. stretch by Kekic fastball popped up into shallow center field Roy White digging Kenny digging and Kenny makes the catch backing up and the runners have to hold nice play by Kenny White was really playing deep gotten in for that ball and Jerry went quite a, bu- a bit out to get that one two out and now Brooks Robinson will walk his first time up but first we'll pause for station identification.
5: This is W.G.Y. Radio 81, Schenectady, New York. All right, two
0: out, two on in the bottom of the third. The Yankees leading 1-0. Blair at first, Buford at second. Brooks Robinson, the batter. ready. ready. Curve is a little low, ball one. J.B. Johnson on deck. Two men are out. Kekic ready. Change up, hits the corner, one-on-one. Brooks Robinson, another fellow that very seldom, if ever, complains. just because out there does that great job day after day doesn't let the fact that he's not hitting for a high average affect his fielding which sometimes is very difficult to do start brooding about your base hits and then your fielding suffers the pitch swing and a miss, good fastball by Cackage. one ball, two strikes One ball, two strikes, two out. Runners lead at first and second. The Yankees leading one nothing here in the bottom of the third. Mike Reddy. The pitch is high and tight, 2-2. Two two. The Yankees right now at an even 500. They've won 75 and lost 75. trying to sneak in back of Buford, but Buford gets back. The pitch is high, and it's a full count, three and two, and the runners will be off. Is go, the pitch is low, ball four, and the bases are loaded. Second time Brooks Robinson has walked. The only two walks given up by Keck is to Brooks Robinson. So the bases are loaded, and Davy Johnson has struck out his first time up the batter.
2: WGY Schenectady.
0: All right, all three runners lead away. Buford looks like he wants to steal home. He was starting to get a run, a walking lead off third. Kekic looks at him now. The pitch to Johnson, low in the dirt, scooped up by Gibbs, ball one. Brooks Robinson at first, Paul Blair at second, Don Buford at third. Two out, Yankees out in front, one nothing, bottom of the third. Package winds. High with the fastball, two and all. Ron Klimkowski. One of the Yankees' new young pitches loosening up in the bullpen. Mike behind, two and nothing, but the bases loaded. He winds, the pitch is high, ball three, three and nothing. Well, Mike really now with his work cut out for him. Three balls, no strikes, no place to put Davy Johnson without forcing in a run. Mike looks in for the sign. Here's a 3-0 pitch. High ball four, almost a wild pitch. And Ralph out is coming out. for Davey Johnson, his 54th of the year. Buford comes across the score the 95th time that he scored. For the first three men in the Oriole lineup have really scored. Buford 94 times, Blair 101, Frank Robinson 105. Boog Powell... Has scored 82 times. All right, Ralph. I just wanted to have a chat with Mike Kekich, the Etcher Baron, who struck out his first time off the Base Bases still loaded, all tied, one-one. Minkowski continues to throw in the bullpen. First pitch to Andy is right in there. Strike one call. The wind-up. The pitch swing and a miss. Strike two. Through the fastball right by him. Nothing in two. All three runners leading away. Kekic winds. The fastball foul tipped as he tried to check his swing back to the screen. Still nothing in two. Kekic gets a new ball, rubs it up. Base on balls hurt Mike this inning. After two singles, two walks to force in a run. A wind-up. Ground ball in the hole. Base hit the left field. One run is in. Here comes Brooks Robinson. He'll score. And the Orioles lead three to one. As Etcher baron with two strikes on him. Bounces a single between third and short. Driving in Paul Blair and Brooks Robinson. Holding at second, Dave Johnson. For Etcher Barron, two runs batted in. Andy now with 26 on the air. Oh, Baltimore with three hits and two walks in the inning. And now Chico Simone, who fly to right his first time up. Baltimore, three in the Yankees, one. Chico Runners lead at first and second Curve is swung at five. Mike looks in, gets a sign. Checks the runner at second. Curve is low, one-on-one. Peckich had gotten two good fastballs by Echebaran. Almost got him a bite at a bad pitch. He checked his swing and it off. Trying to throw another fastball by him, but Andy got around on him. The 1-1 delivery. Curve bounced to third. Bamer up with it. Goes to clock for the force play. But the Orioles come up with three runs on three hits. There were no errors and two men left. And at the end of the three, it's Baltimore three and the Yankees one. Quick look at the scores. White Sox nothing. Kansas City nothing. End of an inning and a half. John against Drago. Oakland at California, Boston at Detroit later starts, Seattle at Minnesota just getting underway, and the National League, the Pirates beat the Mets in the first game, 8-2, Veal the winner, Ryan the loser, no homers, In the second game at the end of two, it's the Pirates beat the Mets, nothing, Walker against McAndrew, Montreal beat Philadelphia in the first of two, 10-6, Waslewski the winner and Wise the loser, Ron Fairley, Rusty Stout, and Fairley again, homered for Montreal, for Staub, his 28th of the year. The Cubs beat the Cardinals 2-1 to in 10 innings. Holzman the winner, Gibson the loser. Second game, the Cardinals beat the Cubs 7-2. Torres the winner and Selma the loser. Jim Hickman got his 20th of the year. Cincinnati nothing, Houston nothing, end of an inning and a half. Merritt against Ray. And the Dodgers at San Francisco. Atlanta at San Diego later starts. Here... At Baltimore's Memorial Stadium, Baltimore leading 3-1, to one, and our Jerry Coleman to carry you the middle three innings. Jerry? All right, Scooter, it'll be Frank Messer. <laughs> Let's make it Bobby Mercer, but Frank Messer will join us in just a moment. Oh, I said it. Oh, you said it. I said it. Frank Messer will be along as Bobby Mercer heads in to do the hitting against Jim Palmer. He'll be followed by Frank Tepidino and Dave McDonald, Orioles leading three to one. They came up with those three big ones in the third inning on three hits, a couple of walks. And that's uh, spelled a little trouble for Mike Kekic. Here's Mercer waiting. He takes inside from Palmer and it's ball one. Bobby doubled in the second inning and then was out attempting to score on the single by Frank Tepidino. Mercer, who's been red hot, came into the game at 2.56. There's the fastball. that misses high and outside. Two balls and no strikes. Defensively, they shift hard to the right for Mercer as Palmer winds and deals. It's in there, two balls, one strike. Jim Palmer, youngest man ever to win a World Series ball game, back on the beam after two years of almost near inactivity. There's a drive to center field and it drops for a base hit and Mercer continues with a red hot bat. Two for two tonight for Bobby Mercer. Base hit's number 135-136. Frank Teppadino stepping in. He singled. He scored a run in the second inning. Teppadino is six for 14. Certainly, Baltimore has 10 games left after tonight and have only 89 errors, and that's a major league record because the fewest in the season, 95, set by the 64 Orioles. So they conceivably, if they can hold their errors in check, at least less than six, they'll set a new major league mark for fewest errors by a ball club during the course of a season. Pepadino takes low. Now it's two balls and no strikes. Mercer at first. Orioles leading are three-to-one. Both teams with four base hits. Dave McDonald on deck. A rather brisk night in Baltimore. Palmer is at the belt. Kicks and delivers, and Tepidino fouls it back. Two balls and one strike. Frank Tepidino has a large split grip. He's got about two-and-a-half inches, possibly, between the lower and upper hand. He developed that this year and said he likes it. He seems to have better back control, and uh, to the way he's going to stay with it. There's a chopper out in front of the plate. Out there is and He's got it. The throw to first is in time. Teppadino is out of there. From the catcher
4: to the first baseman, and down to second in scoring position goes Bob Mercer with one out. And now Frank Messer truly has moved in. Number
1: 59. There you
0: go. Mm. I'll tell you, that's... Uh, a little controversy in this ball game so far.
4: Quite a skirmish at the plate between Ron Luciano and Bobby Mercer. Here's Dave McDonald, who doubled the left center in the second inning to drive in the only Yankee run. Powerful left-hand hitting uh, the first baseman. He takes a curveball right in there for strike one. Jerry McDonald showed a lot of power to that left center field alley. That ball was well hit. It's a second base hit as a big leaguer. The one-strike delivery
6: is hit on the ground to the first baseman, Simone, who takes it on the big hop, and the underhand flip is dropped by Jim Palmer. McDonald safe at first, Mercer at third, and Bobby, I think, hurt his leg going around the bag there, and is gimpy. He's asking for timeout from the third-base umpire, Frank Umat. I don't know what happened down there. We were watching McDonald cross first, and we looked up at Mercer, who was hobbling back to third. He may have landed a little bit badly. Appears to be his uh, right leg or right ankle or right heel. That was the one that he hurt early this year out in Kansas City and uh, he is it, wherever it is it is in the right leg or right foot okay Frank right now though the Yankees with runners at first and third one out and here's Len Boehmer who walked in the second and check swing foul on the right side kicking off the railing for strike one the scoring on the play at first base and is charge to Palmer Jim Palmer lean right hander comes set again delivers a curve that's hit on the ground to the second baseman Johnson to Belanger for one back to first Knocked by Chico Simone the Yankees score a run that would have been an ending-ending double play, but Chico Simone dropped the ball. And because you cannot anticipate a double play, there will be no error on the play. And RBI will be credited to Len Boehner I think, Jerry, the official scorers have it within their realm to charge an error if it's a flagrant error on a double play. For example, if Simone had dropped the ball maybe after Haller had made an out call and then had to change it to say he could conceivably have received one. All right, it is. The Orioles three and the Yankees two. Here's Jay Gibbs. He's just taken ball one. At first base, Bamer. Gibbs takes a strike. One and one. Palmer working rapidly. It throws one in the dirt. Nicely blocked by the catcher, Etcheverry. Two balls and one strike. Gibbs popped up to second in the second inning. The Yankees have moved a run closer after two outs in the top of the fourth. They're trailing three to two. Gibbs hits a high fly, straightaway center. Paul Blair, under this one easily. Waiting, makes the play, and the side is retired. For the Yankees in the fourth inning, one run. One base hit, one Oriole error, one man left. The score after three and a half. Baltimore three and the Yankees two.
4: There's a very simple way for a mother to help her youngsters get better grades in school. That way, put better grades of meat in the youngster's lunchbox. And you won't find a better grade of cold cut than first prize wholesome cold cuts. Children like the first prize variety. And you'll be filling their sandwiches with a kind of protein and nourishment a school child needs to stay wide awake, eager, willing to learn. First prize cold cuts are made fresh, packed with lean meat goodness, and U.S. government inspected 100%. Youngsters go for first-prize tavern loaf in lunches, or first-prize bologna. Or mix first-prize cold cuts in one sandwich. Try olive loaf and salami, or ham and turkey loaf. Pick up an assortment of first-prize cold cuts for the lunchbox meals you pack. Best of all, first-prize cold cuts are wholesome. From the folks who care.
0: Jerry Coleman, you're going to bring a... New ballpoint out there with you for Fan Appreciation Day. And, uh,
4: oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to bring one of those uh, lentil pens, whatever they call them. Pendle pens, is that the one that has a bamboo uh, stalk on it? Oh, yeah. Sure, boy, I'll tell you, I'm going to have one in each hand. All right, left-handed and right-handed and cross-handed. All right, Mike Palange, i in, batting number eight. Can you write left-handed? Nope. <laughs> 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 but I'll try if I'm pressed. I'll tell you something, Jerry Coleman has got one of the classic signatures uh i scribble mine out it's uh, you're lucky to be able to read it but you have that real classic one with the swirls and nobody can read it that's why <laughs> it's a classic all right here's mark belange now and he flies to right field in his first at bat and takes strike one from mike Keckage yankees are trailing three to two bottom of the fourth inning belange good fielding shortstop choking up on the bat punching the ball around having a fine season he takes it high one and one hitting begets hitting In other words, you're on a ball club with good hitters and everybody seems to respond and that, I think, is one of the things that's happened to Mark Belanger along with some noted improvement in his hitting, just generally. But uh, when you've got a good hitting club, you seem to chip in and do a pretty good job yourself. Two balls and one strike now as Belanger takes high. Jim Palmer on deck. He'll be followed by Don Buford. Orioles have won 104 ball games, have lost only 47. Here's the 2-1 pitch right in there 2-2 two and two. there was a big article today whereby the Orioles may have a chance at the major league record most wins in a season 111 by the 54 Indians there's a little story I'd like to a uh, sidelight to that I'd like to pass along because it was rather obvious the 2-2 pitch check swing is ball, ball 3 3-2 and two. the man who wrote the story never at any time mentioned that the Indians won 111 games in a 154 game schedule <laughs> it really wouldn't be a record unless you did it in 154 games. There goes another asterisk. Yes, sir. The payout pitch is hit sharply to the shortstop. Jerry Kenny, he has it. Over to Dave McDonald. One away. In fact, in the next two ball games, the Orioles will have played 154. And if they win this win and the next two, that could give them a maximum
0: of 107. Well, no, Yankee fans hope they don't set that record because five of the Orioles' remaining 11 games were against the Yankees. Uh-huh.
4: All right, here's Jim Palmer now. One down.
0: Swings and misses, strike one. Jerry, you see Palmer take that big swing. Palmer's first win in the major leagues was against the Yankees. and He won his own game with a home run.
4: The one-strike pitch, a changeup over his head, one and one.
0: Opposite field homer out there into the right field stands. I think he's hit one since then, too.
4: Well he's got a pretty good average for a pitcher. One ball and two strikes. If I'm not mistaken, a Yankee pitcher who was not much of a hitter has the most RBIs by a pitcher in a ball game. and I think it's Vic Rashi with seven or something like that. Is that right Bill Kane? Maybe we can check that out. And it's strike three as Palmer walks away. Strikeout number four. Two.
1: Two. He got two slams. Oh, he he?
0: Well, how about the American League? Bill Kane tells me that uh, Tony Conacher had two grand slams, so he's got at least eight RBIs. About three years ago, I guess, uh, for the Atlanta Braves. The leadoff man, Don Buford, one for two. Takes it high, Don Buford does. Ball one. Buford scored the first run for the Orioles in the third inning. They were trailing at that time one to nothing, one ahead three to one, and the Yankees got another one to make a three-two, and that's where we stand right now. Buford attempts another bunt, takes it on the outside corner for a strike this time. Pulled his bat away, but the plate umpire, Ron Luciano, said it was on the corner. You look at Don Buford hitting 290. Playing outfield regularly for the Orioles, the Orioles traded Aparicio back to Chicago to get a pitcher named Bruce Howard, and Buford became almost a throw-in in that trade. There's a change-up low by Kekic, two down Buford, two balls and one strike. Buford, a very valuable man, a switch hitter, play all over, a great base runner. Buford waiting. Kekic into the line, up the 2-1 delivery, and Don fouls it off. It's 2-2. Two and two. All even, two balls, two strikes. Outfield respects Buford. He doesn't have that real power, although he's got 10 home runs, but he can pop them. Every now and then, if he gets the pitch. Techich and the 2-2 pitch to Buford. Fouled off to our right and almost nailed two or three of the chief scouts off to our left. The Baltimore Orioles scouting staff is here in town They're having a big meeting. And one of them got hit in the arm. Nothing serious, but just enough to shake him up. There's a foul once again by Buford and a count remains of two balls and two strikes. Baltimore Orioles, possibly the best balanced baseball club in either league in 1969. You've got the pitching, the hitting, the speed, and the defense. They're putting it all together. 2-2 delivery. Outside, three balls, two strikes. On deck, Paul Blair. Here's the full count of, you've heard, by a
4: One hopper to Kenny who scoops it out over to McDonald in time and a nice play by Jerry Kenny. Nothing across the Orioles in the fourth and the score after four, Baltimore three, Yankees two.
5: Hear my voice, where you are, take a train. This is commercial for the comeback to me dealer.
0: Al Downing will pitch for the Yankees against Dave McNally. McNally will be shooting for his 20th win of the year for Baltimore. And we'll be on the air at 10 minutes past two with all the action direct from Memorial Stadium here in Baltimore, Maryland. We hope you'll be listening for us. Here's Mike Kekic moving in. He's batting 150, three hits and 20 bats and fouls the first pitch off on the right side for strike one. Our uh, statistician Bill Kane did a little rooting around, and we found out who has the most
4: RBIs by a pitcher in a ball game. It's outside, one and one. Tony Cloninger, who had the two grand slammers, had nine in a game
0: on July the third, nineteen sixty-six, and Vic Raschi in the American League had seven. That was back on August the fourth, nineteen fifty-three. Mike Kekic swings and fouls a pitch off, breaks his bat and heads for the dugout to pick up another one. It's one ball, two strikes. i say that Rashi with seven and Cloninger with nine, I think there have probably been some pitchers who have gone through a five- or six-year career and not driven in that many, all told. I can believe it. The most ever by a man in a single game, Jim Bonamely of the Cardinals, back in 1924, drove in 12, and Tony Lazari of the Yankees in 1936, drove in 11. That's a fair day's work. Sure is. And Mike Kekich takes low and away. Two balls and two strikes. The Yankees are trailing 3-2. to two. We're in the fifth inning. Kekich struck out in his first at-bat. Defense shaded to the right side. Pitch being played not to pull. And there's a chopper to the right side of the mound. In foul territory now. And it's two balls and two strikes. to the count the next one is swung on a miss strike three and Keckage for the second time tonight is out on strikes that's number four for Palmer a swing and a miss by Keckage four strikeout credited to Jim Palmer here's Horace Clark Clark bounced to first and fly to left Horace batting left handed against the right handed Palmer Palmer can smoke that baseball he's a tough guy First pitch to Clark is ball one. Jim Palmer has 106 strikeouts in 155 innings before tonight. Ball two to Clark. He's got 110 in 160 innings now. The 2-0 pitch to Horace. A chopper to the second baseman, Dave uh, Johnson. He flips over to Simone. Two out. two hopper, nice play two up, two down you know, Palmer was the youngest uh, pitcher ever to pitch a shutout in a World Series in 1966 there's, a, there's another story Cherry. Palmer bought a home here in Baltimore and he was too young to sign the mortgage papers That's <laughs> like the uh, great complaint, if they can fight they ought to be able to vote talking about servicemen of course Here is Jerry Kenny, who takes strike one. Well, I had Palmer wrong. I thought he was the youngest pitcher ever to win a World Series game, but he was the youngest pitcher ever to throw a shutout. I think that's right, yes. Okay. Here's strike two to Kenny as he fouls it off. No balls and two strikes. Both sides with four base hits, and the Orioles are leading three to two. We're in the fifth. Kenny choking up, Palmer delivers, and Kenny hits a broken bat ground ball to it Short. The throw is in time, and the side is retired. Three up and three down, and after four and a half, the Orioles lead the Yankees three to two. Leftless man for Mike Kekich is coming up, Paul Blair, who's doubled and singled and scored a run. Paul Blair, two for two tonight, and while we wait for him to head for home plate, it's New York Yankee baseball. We pause for station identification.
5: is WGY radio 81 Schenectady New York
3: Paul Blair
0: right-hand batter batting at an even 300 he turn of the game at 297 the two for two drags him up to 300 or pushes him up to 300. Here's Kekic in his first pitch to Blair. It's on the corner. Strike one, says the plate umpire, Ron Luciano. Luciano has been in somewhat disfavor by both sides tonight from time to time. The one-strike delivery is hit high in the air. straight away center field. Way back goes Mercer on the running track. Backing up near the wall. Makes the play in front of the 4-10 marker. That ball was hit. One away. I still have to remark about the unfair plight of most umpires. They go through the season and nobody says, nice game, ump. But if they do anything wrong, or people think they do something wrong, everybody jumps out of the woodwork. Nobody ever bothers to compliment an umpire. And they do umpire some great games. Here's Frank Robinson, 0 for 2. Fly to right, pop to short, and hits the first pitch on the ground. Kenny backhands it in the hole. He's got the time, he's got the arm, and Robinson is out of there. And Jerry Kenny, I'll tell you, the more you see of him at shortstop, the better he looks. And I have to take a little nod from our buddy Phil Rizzuto. He said, Yes, so it must be right. Well, he looks pretty good, right, Phil? What? Okay. Now we got the number four hitter Brooks Robinson who's walked twice. Files the first pitch back for strike one. Baltimore three, Yankees two. Last half of the fifth. Kekich and Jim Palmer in a real battle. Kekich to Frank Robinson. I mean to Brooks Robinson. It's in there, and it's strike two. We got Bill Robinson, Frank Robinson, Brooks Robinson in the playing field tonight. The two-strike delivery just outside of Brooksy. A ball and two strikes. Defense about straight away for Brooks. Brooks isn't hitting for average yet. Has 22 homers and 82 RBIs, but hitting only 231. The one-two pitch to Brooks is a change up high it's two and two Robinson waiting chokes up a little the two-two delivery in the dirt bad curveball three and two way down there no matter how the record ends on Brooks Robinson he will go down as possibly the finest fielding third baseman of all time certainly of his era and if you look at his uh, record with that bat over the years it's been pretty solid payoff pitch has hit the right field waiting for it is frank tepidino under it he has it the side is retired nothing across for the orioles and the score after five baltimore three yankees two
2: Say, if you'd like a sensational deal on beautiful stainless steel tableware.
0: So we go into the sixth inning with the Yankees trailing by a run, a 3-2 to two ball game, and the Yankees will send up Roy White, Bobby Mercer, Frank Tepidino, Jim Palmer, hard-throwing right-hander. So far, Palmer has given up four hits. Walked a couple, struck out four, and has allowed the two runs. He gave up a run on the second. And a run on the fourth. The Orioles bunched all of their runs in the third inning. Three to two, Baltimore. Here's Roy White. Walked and struck out and fouls the first pitch off the thigh of the catcher. Andy Etchever, not hurt. Kind of a breezy night here, although not particularly cold. A little on the windy side. White waiting. Palmer delivers high. One and one. The Yankees play tomorrow. Game time 2.15 will be on the air 2.10. And then the Yankees are off on Sunday for the first time that I can ever remember. Two balls and one strike. The game originally scheduled for Sunday was moved up as part of a doubleheader early in the year so that the Baltimore Colts and the Los Angeles Rams could play a football game here on Sunday. Low and outside to Roy White, leading off in the sixth. It's three balls and one strike. Defense straight away. White not choking up too much, waiting. The 3-1 delivery. Swings and misses at a slider on the inside, three and two. White waits, Palmer flips, and Roy swings and strikes out for the second time, and the second time on a swinging third strike, and on the same kind of a pitch that a hard slider. Fifth strikeout for Palmer, and it isn't often that White will strike out. Now Bobby Mercer moving in, he's two for two, a double and a single. Mercer from the left side waiting, deep in the box. Curve is over the head of Bobby for ball two. We missed the first pitch. Actually, we were looking at White's strikeout record for the year. It now stands at 47. And that in 413 at-bats. The 2-0 pitch to Mercer. Hit to right field, and Bobby continues with that hot bat. It was a change of Mercer. Went around first base as though he might have ideas to cop a little extra time on Frank Robinson. But the old professional, Frank Robinson, out there, knew what he was up to and came up throwing, ready to go, and Mercer put on the brakes. Three for three for Bobby, who came into the ballgame batting at 2.56. Here's Frank Tepidino single to right scored the first Yankee run the second and then bounce out to the catcher Tepedino takes a strike on the corner and disputes the call with the plate umpire Ron Luciano Dick Hauser yelling something from the third base coaching box Tepedino and Luciano having a polite exchange of words nothing serious Mercer with good speed on at first base the throw is over there and Bobby's back Mercer has only seven stolen bases but he can go from first to third or score on a long single once he gets in high gear he can really turn it on Tepidino takes low one and one Frank Tepidino who had a fine year with Syracuse Tepidino finally has turned it in became a proud father got himself married and everything there's a dribbler behind the plate, a ball and two strikes. Tepedino is one of those unfortunate young ball players, Frank Messer. He came to the Yankees and was forced to stay with the ball club. As you recall, he was drafted um, off the Oriole uh, minor league system, and he and Charlie Sands were both here. and they sent Sands out. <laughs> no, they sent Tepedino out, I should say, and he only really played half a season of his first year. He'd have been better off playing all year. So he was retarded somewhat and is now starting to come into his own. Here's the one-two pitch to Tepedino. He takes a curve high and outside, two and two. Talk to uh, quite a few people who have watched Tepedino play this year in the the International League, and they feel that Tepedino does have a major league bat right now. All right, here's Tepedino. Hits the ball on the ground to Johnson at second. It may be two. Belanger has the first one. The throw is not in time and a hairline decision. Tepedino turned it on, just beat the relay from Belanger to Chico Simone. Tepedino forcing Mercer at second, who won in the second base very hard. He was right on top of Belanger. And i like to say one thing about Mark Belanger. He got rid of the ball with Mercer standing right in his nose. He was right there. I think uh, we've seen another facet of Frank Teppadino, Jerry. He doesn't uh, look like he's running that fast, but as you said, he got down there. That ball was sharply hit. It was a double play ball, and it was a close play at first place, but he did beat it, and he, would, I would have to say, has deceptive speed. I would think, too, that Dave Johnson and Mark Belanger are going to have to put that on uh, one side of the ledger and say we'll have to move the ball a little quicker. They moved it, but not as quick as they might have had they realized Teppadino's speed. The next time, they'll go just a little faster. Tepedino is on the first base, and Jim Palmer fires over there to hold him short. Dave McDonald is standing in the batter's box. He's doubled and was safe on an error. One for two. Takes a strike on the outside corner, and McDonald disagrees with Luciano. It's said pitch on the outside corner with the left-hand batters up there. that seems to be uh, bothering them when Luciano calls the strike. Throw to first, and Tepedino back. Dave McDonald, two for 13 since having been called up from Syracuse. Powerful left-hand hitter waiting. He swings and misses. Oh, he went after a good slider. Strike two. No balls, two strikes. Palmer getting the side from Etcheverry he's at the belt kicks delivers and mcdonald goes after the curve and he's out of there sixth strikeout for jim palmer for the yankees in the sixth inning no runs a base hit and one man left and the score after five and a half the orioles continue to lead by a score of three to two
5: Ladies, it's sewing machine sellout days at Sears. Now through Saturday, you can actually buy a brand new Kenmore Zigzag console sewing machine for Sears' incredibly low sellout price of only $56. Now, I'm going to repeat that so that you can be certain you heard it correctly. This is a console, not a portable. It sews zigzag. It's brand new, and yes, ladies, you can buy it now through Saturday for only $56 at Sears, with no trade-in required. This is the sewing machine that sews zigzag, straight stitch, or forward and reverse stitching. It sews on buttons and makes buttonholes. It mends base, darns, appliques, embroiders, and even monograms. Yet Sears' fantastic sell off price is just $56. That's right, just $56 for a new Kenmore ZigZag console sewing machine with the features you want most. And that's the full price, not a down payment. And at Sears Satisfaction's guaranteed to your money back. Use Sears' easy payment plan ladies it's sewing machine sellout days at sears just in time to sew a new four wardrobe but hurry sale ends saturday at sears in colony center amsterdam and schenectady so we're going into the
0: last half of the sixth inning and for the baltimore orioles dave johnson andy echebar and chico simone coming up against mike Kekich. baltimore three yankees two the yankees have five hits the orioles have four baltimore made one error Dave Johnson struck out and walked. He's 0 for 1. Ron Luciano, the big umpire, and he is a big man. Uses that whisk broom on home plate to clean it up and get things organized. Umpiring at first is Bill Haller. Jim Honachek umpiring at second base, and Frank Umont at third. Honachek is number two in seniority to John Stevens in the American League umpiring department. Dave Johnson, right-hand batter, facing the left-handed Kekic. The first pitch to Johnson. Curve is a little up there for ball one. Kekic once again. Outside, two balls, no strikes. We'll bring you up to date on all the scores right after this half inning. Some important games going on in the American and in the National League, mostly in the National. There's a high fastball over the head of Dave Johnson, 3-0. Kekic got himself in trouble when the Orioles scored their three runs in the third inning with a couple of base-on balls. Yankees are trailing by a run, 3-2. The 3-0 pitch drops right in there to Dave Johnson. Three balls, one strike. On deck, Andy Etchebarren. 3-1 delivery. Strike two called on the corner. So Dave Johnson runs it to 3-2, a full count. Mike Kekic getting the sign from his catcher, Jake Gibbs. Defense straight away. Johnson waiting. Kekic delivers. And the ball is hit up the middle. Kenny to his left. Knocks it down. Picks it up. Throws and gets him in time. Jerry Kenny actually... Knocked the ball down, went to a knee, actually rode by the ball. The momentum carried him there. Recovered in time to get the very heavy-footed Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson isn't going to beat out too many base hits in his career, if any. He really doesn't run too well. Just looking at Kenny down there, he's flexing that arm. Uh, He didn't have uh, much of a chance to set. Everything he had on that throw came just from the arm. Right, Frank Messer, here's Andy Etchibaren, who who's one for two, struck out and singled and drove in two runs. He's been the difference so far. He takes strike one. Echebarren singled with the bases loaded in the third to drive in Blair and Brooks Robinson. The one-strike pitch goes after the change. <laughs> he missed that a foot. Boy, he jumped at that. The ball was passing the plate as Echebarren finished his swing. Here's a two-strike delivery coming up now. Kekic really pulled a good string on that one. Ground ball to Horace Clark at second base. This one over to Dave McDonald. Two out. Now Chico Simone, line to right and bounce to third, moving in. Chico has been a valuable asset to this ball club. He can play anywhere. All over the infield. He can play the outfield if you like. And he's being used at first base tonight for the ill John Boog Powell, who's got a touch of the flu. Two outs. Nobody on. Three to two, Baltimore leading. Kekic winds and deals, and Simone swings and misses, strike one. Dico from the right side, wearing uniform number 30. Waiting. Here's the pitch by Kekic. The changeup is bunted down to third base side. Foul. Oh, doctor, I'll tell you, had that ball been fair, Simone would have been standing at first base before anybody got to the ball. Beautiful bunt, but a drifted foul by about four feet. The placement was a little to the left, but the distance was excellent. Still look out there in the Oriole uh, bullpen dugout area, and I count 11 players out there. You think they called up a few pitchers at the end of the season? (laughs) You can bet on it. Although they can adjust their pitching staff any which way they see with that 18 and a half game lead. The two stars, not either. You know, the team that won a pennant by the most games ever was the New York Yankees in 1936. I think it was 19 and a half, and the Orioles have a chance to do better than that chico simone swings and misses strike three strikeout number five for mike Kekich. three up and three down the score after six full innings of play baltimore three and the yankees two now let's check the scoreboard in the american league chicago three kansas city nothing that's a single game oakland and california a later start minnesota leads seattle one to nothing after two and a half boston two detroit one after two and a half McLean going for his 24th in that one. In the National League in the first of a twin-nighter, Pittsburgh 8 and the Mets 2. The winner VO, the loser Ryan. The second game, the Pirates six and the Mets nothing. It looks as though the Mets are going down to a double dip tonight. Montreal beat the Phillies 10-6 in the first game. In the second game, it's Montreal two. Phillies nothing after one and a half. Chicago in ten innings beat the Cardinals in the first game, two to one. The winner was Holzman and the loser Gibson. But then the Cardinals came back and beat the Cubs in the second game, seven to two. The winner Torres and the loser Selma. In a single game, Cincinnati and Houston scoreless after four. L.A. at San Francisco, Atlanta at San Diego. Later starts on the coast. Right here, we've gone through six innings of play. Baltimore leads. The New York leads, rather I should say, the New York Yankees. By a score of 3-2. to two. Moving in to hit for the Yanks, Len Boehmer. And moving in to tell you all about it in these final three, let's call on Frank Messer. All right, Jerry Coleman, thank you very much. Len Boehmer has walked and uh, grounded into a force-out. He has knocked in a run. Boehmer and Dave McDonald have the two RBIs tonight for the Yankees. Palmer starts him out with a fastball, which he swings on and misses. The ball's one strike. Palmer brings it in again, and this time it is bunted, and it is right. He runs into the ball in fair territory, says plate umpire Luciano will have another argument. Luciano has called Baymer out, and Elston Howard is putting on a violent argument, and now Ralph Halk gets between Howard and Luciano. So again, Luciano is the object of the wrath of the Yankees. Halk wants and Howard want Luciano to do is to ask first base umpire Bill Haller. And Luciano is saying, evidently, in effect, I called it, and that's the way it goes. And now Haller walks down, steps in between Luciano and Halk. Luciano has ruled Baymer out for running into the ball in fair territory, and now Bill Haller. ...without being asked, has come down and reversed the call... ...and now Earl Weaver will come out and uh, argue a little bit... ...and so does Andy Echeban. Well, you got to give Bill Haller credit for that, uh, Frank. He knew Luciano was in trouble... ...and sometimes an umpire will get a little stubborn... ...and not ask for help. But Haller realized that Luciano did need help... ...and now Weaver has a good argument... ...because if the plate umpire doesn't ask one of the umpires... Very seldom do the umpires come in and change the call. If they ask for help, they get it. But if they don't ask for it, a lot of times the umpires on base don't volunteer. But Earl Weaver, you've got to give him credit. Here his team has sewed up the American League Eastern Division. And yet a game that normally would not mean anything to Weaver and the Orioles. And he's arguing like it's a World Series game or it meant the pennant. I think Earl Weaver would like to uh, get in the record books with this team and uh, join the likes of, uh, well, Joe McCarthy and Al Lopez, who had uh, such uh, great regular seasons. Al Lopez uh, managed uh, his club to the 111 wins, and Joe McCarthy had the 36 Yankees that won the pennant by the widest margin, I guess, of any team in the American League. Weaver is still carrying on his argument. Frank Umont walks away from it, and Weaver is talking primarily to uh, Jim Honachik, who I is the find... umpire in chief of this group. Right, Frank. You know, I don't believe there's anything in the rule book that will substantiate Weaver's argument. In other words, if an umpire wants to help another umpire, I think he can.
3: Well, to go over the play again, the way Luciano saw it,
0: Boehmer ran into his batted ball or butted ball in fair
2: territory which would that being the case make him
0: out Bill Haller ruled that evidently that Boehmer ran into it in foul territory while it was a foul ball which keeps him alive at the plate with no balls two strikes so Palmer again to Len Boehmer here's the pitch Boehmer pops it up into right field Frank Robinson comes in under it waiting glove up makes the catch and Boehmer is retired. Seattle's been getting it from both sides tonight. That's for sure. He has had an off night. players have them occasionally. And Ron's just having one of those bad nights. Jake Gibbs has popped up to second and fly to center. 0 oh for 2. Swings on the first pitch. Ground ball. And it gets through on the right field base set. Samoan going to his right could not reach it. So Gibbs is on with a single. And Tom Chopin had been in the on-deck circle. ...to bat for Kekic, but now Chopin has been called back into the dugout. And we'll see what Ralph Halk has in mind. Oh, <laughs> Pepe's on come charging out of the dugout, stumbled and fell. And he's anxious to get up there. So Pepe gets his usual greeting here. You know, if you're sitting on the bench for six innings on a kind of a foolish night... Your legs aren't quite as loose as you like them if he stumbled on this ste- top step and went down to his knees. You mean, Phil, when things go wrong, they can really go wrong. That's for sure. Well, maybe Joe will slip the slump right here. Batting for Kekic. Chauffeur, incidentally, was not announced into the ballgame. The pitch to Pepperton high and outside, ball one. One ball play can cause so much noise from the fans, by Pepperton. He takes the fastball for a strike, and it's one and one.
3: Phil, well, this is moose night here, but I haven't heard any moose
0: calls yet. I wouldn't know what one sounded like, Frank, if I heard it. (laughs) 1-1 pitch to Pepitone. He fouls this one back. It will be on the netting and out of play. missed the netting and went down into the seats. Just flicked the edge of it. One ball and two strikes. With Pepitone up there, the first baseman, Chico Seymour, is playing behind the runner, Jake Gibbs. In other words, not holding him tight to the bag, but protecting the line against the base hit. The stretch by Jim Palmer, the one-two pitch. Pepitone hits it on the ground. It's going to be into left field. Base hit. Gibbs will stop at second base. So Pepitone goes the opposite way with two strikes on him and goes for the base hit. I think the last three hits Pepitone has had have all been a left field. That could very well be. He hasn't had too many. Pepiton for most of the year just up there swinging away. But you're right, Phil. In the last uh, few times up, he has been uh, shorting up a bit. Morris Clark with runners at first and second takes the curve for a ball. Marcelino Lopez, a left-hander. Begins throwing in the Oriole bullpen. Palmer to the set and the pitch. Clark swings and misses on the fastball to strike one and one. I don't think Jim Palmer will throw any harder than he did on that pitch. He sets, kicks and deals, and this one is hit by the air foul off the third base side. It's headed for the seats and out of play. The now had two runs on seven hits, but the Orioles have three runs on only four hits. Gene Michael has come out on deck. Jerry Kenny may have pulled something in his arm on a throw a while ago. Pitch. Clark reaches for one, hits a slow bounder to first base. Simone throws to second, and Pepitone is out at second base. That was a dangerous play for Samoa and I'm kind of surprised he went that way and that Pepe had been a little more alert. he beat the throw down there. Threw the ball off balance. Runners at first and third. Now with two outs and Gene Michael will bat for Jerry Kenny. I tell you, Jerry Kenny, we told you a while ago, making the throw on Dave Johnson after knocking the ball down, was shaking his arm and flexing it. Now, whether he uh, stretched something in there or not, we just don't know. But anyway, Gene Michael will bat for him.
2: Number 17, Gene Michael.
0: Gene Michael hitting 272. Throw to first base. Clark gets back ahead of the throw. Gibbs at third. Clark at first. Fastball is low to Michael Ball one. <laughs> Orioles leading three to two were in the top half of the seventh inning. Jim Palmer off the set. Kicks and deals and he is way up high and thatcherbar has to stretch for it Palmer wants another baseball and you'll get it the Yankees have had base runners in five of the seven innings Time his call now is George Bamberger. The Oriole pitching coach goes out to the mound to check with Jim Palmer. Metchabyron is also out there. And right now, New York Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification.
5: This is WGY, Radio 81, Schenectady, New York.
0: Two balls and no strikes to Gene Michael. Palmer stays in the ballgame. Kicks and deals, and Michael checks swing, fouls one back. Two balls and one strike. Looks like Palmer wanted to ask for another baseball and changed his mind. He brings it in, and he's low. No, he isn't. He's in there with a fastball for a strike two call. Two balls, two strikes to Gene Michael. There are two outs, runners at first and third. The infield is deep. The pitch coming. Michael hits it on the ground at third. One hop by Brooks Robinson. He throws to Johnson at second to force Clark, and the side is retired. For the Yankees in the seventh, no runs, two hits. There were no Oriole errors, and two men are left on. And now at the end of six and a half, it is still Baltimore three and New York two.
2: The young man fresh out of college, the established business executive, the housewife, and the career girl all have something in common. They're customers of Ted Pepper, the Chrysler Plymouth Imperial dealer that makes car buying worthwhile. Eight acres of pepperality is your assurance of instant selection, no matter what style or color or price range you're looking for. Cost of living and taxes may go up, but the Ted Pepper down payment is still down. It's so low, we dare not tell you how low it is. But if you can afford the down payment on any car, you can afford a new Chrysler, Plymouth, or Imperial from Ted Pepper. Go pepper See the dealer who thinks young. Ted Pepper is conveniently located in Latham, Route 9, one mile south of the circle easy to reach from anywhere in the Capital District, and only minutes off exit 5 of the Northway. Remember, Ted Pepper sells automobiles like nobody else.
0: Well, we move on to the bottom half of the seventh inning. Coming on to pitch for the Yankees is Ron Klemkowski. I had read somewhere, Phil, that Klinkowski was due to get a start in the series in Boston. Yes, I had read that too, Frank, and uh, I imagine he can still do it because there are four games up there. This would be a good time for hey, Ralph Fox to crazy. let him loosen up just a little bit. He was so effective, in his last time out as a Yankee did quite a job. Well, he pitched three innings, gave up only one base hit, I believe, right?
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. Just a reminder, fans, the Mayors Trophy game, which was rained out early in the year, is going to be played at Shea Stadium on the night of September 29th. So get your tickets now for a real worthy cause, the Yankees and the Mets. Gene Michael is in at shortstop. Ron Klimkowski appeared in 26 games for the Syracuse Chiefs this year. He won 15, lost 7, posted the lowest earned run average in the International League, 2.18. He also had the most wins in the International League, Bill Kane tells me. And uh, so Klimkowski is on now to pitch for the Yankees. And Gene Michael has replaced Jerry Kenny at short. Mark Belanger will lead things off for Baltimore. Mike Kekich, in six innings gave up three runs on four hits. Blumkowski, a right-hander from Jersey City, New Jersey, into the windup and the pitch to Belanger. Inside, ball one. Blumkowski now lives in Plainview, New York, out in Long Island. 1-0 pitch. Get on the ground up the middle, base hit into center field for Belanger. So Mark Belanger collects his first base hit of the night. A single right back up the middle. And for the Orioles, it is base hit number five. Uh Dekic struck out five, and he walked three. Two of those three walks hurt him, though, in the third inning. Throw to first base, not in time. Belanger gets back. Klemkowski deals, and it is butted and popped up by the pitcher Palmer. Klemkowski makes the catch himself out in front of the mound. Looks to first base, but Belanger got back. No chance for a double play. One out, and here is Don Bupert. Bupert is one for three, and he scored a run. The Orioles got all three of their runs in the third inning. Dave Johnson drew a walk with the bases loaded to force in one run. Then Andy Echebaran, the catcher, followed with a two-run single to left field. Gifford will now bat left-handed against Klimkowski. The pitch to him. Curve is high. Ball one. Lanser at first base. McDonald holding on the inside corner. Michael, the shortstop, shaded well around toward the bag. Yankee infield at double play depth. Throw to first. No play. Mercer and White play Buford to pull, and so does the right fielder, Tebadino. There goes Belanger. The pitch is hit through the hole in the right field base It Belanger around second on his way to third, and he'll be in there standing with no play. Tebadino's throw comes into Horace Clark, so the hit and run is executed perfectly, and the Orioles have runners at the corners with only one out. Another call goes to the Yankee bullpen. Jackets will come off.
1: Steve
0: Hamilton will begin loosening up. Ball Blair of the batter, two for three. A double in the first inning, a single in the third. And a fly ball caught by Mercer at the fence in straightaway center field in the fifth inning. Infield back at double play depth. And the pitch to Blair. Strike one is called. See Blair stepping back, talking to Luciano. It almost looked like Klimkowski balked that time. He's got that hesitation when he kicks that left leg up. Kind of a jerky motion and then stops the knee. Set, and the pitch. It is butted foul. Came back off Jake Gibbs. That is strange. That was not the suicide squeeze, Frank. No, it was not. Would have been a tough play for Belanger to score on. No balls and two strikes to Blair. Blair figuring the base is loaded. Better than two on. He might have got himself a base hit. There goes Buford. The pitch is hit in the air to left field. Roy White is there. Belanger is tagged up at third. The throw goes into first base, but not in time to get Buford coming back. The Orioles score run number four and lead four to two. Sacrifice fly for Paul Blair. That now gives
2: Blair 73 runs batted in. Frank
0: Robinson, the batter. Frank Robinson has flied to right, popped up to short, and grounded out to short. Winkowski turns a curveball loose that is bounced foul off the third base side and fielded neatly by the third base coach Billy Hunter.
2: (laughs) Don Buford at first, two outs and a run across. Orioles leading
0: 4-2 here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Klenkowski has the sign from Gibbs, throws to first base, and Buford is back.
2: <laughs> Buford has 16 stolen bases.
0: Klenkowski brings his hands together at the belt, and the pitch, another curve this time and outside. It's one and one to Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson has been in a bit of a slump of late. Another throw to first base, but Buford is back. One-one pitch, and Gibbs calls for a pitch out, but Buford was not going. Two balls and a strike. Brooks Robinson is on deck. Klimkowski, 6'2", 190 pounds. There goes Buford. The pitch is hit in the air to center field. Bobby Mercer is under it, waiting for it to come down. Glove up, makes the catch, and the side is retired. The Orioles score one run on two hits. There were no Yankee errors and a man left. And at the end of seven full innings of play, it is now Baltimore four and the Yankees two. We asked Ralph Probotsko of West Orange, New Jersey, what he looks for in a beer, and what did he say? smoothness, that's what and when we asked Ernest Dickinson of Norwich Connecticut, he said it too smoothness, we got the same answer from Arnold Bloom of Jamaica New York and Ronald Gordon of New Brunswick, New Jersey they all like a smooth tasting beer, and when they all took part in that big 1969 beer taste test, they picked peer. so did lots of other beer drinkers, there were three other well known brands in the contest too But none of them could be Peel's Real Draft Beer. How come? Well, it's not just that Peel's has the smoothness people look for in a beer. Peel's is a real draft beer. And draft beer tastes lighter, tastes fresher. When you put them all together, smoothness, lightness, freshness, you've got Peel's Real Draft. The beer with the taste that can't be beat. Try it. Just one taste and you'll be ready to join all those people who've switched to Peel's Real Draft. Well, remember the last big day at Yankee Stadium. Saturday, September 27th, Fan Appreciation Day. And every fan entering the ballpark will receive a giant 20 by 28 inch Yankee poster. And you youngsters will be able to get autographs. There'll be a blindfolded wheelbarrow race between the Yankees and the Orioles in egg throwing contest. And the fans will be in it. There'll be celebrities. Frank.
3: Roy White leads
0: off the eighth. He takes low, ball one. Somebody told me you are going to be in it too, Phil. No. Oh, no. No. 1-0 pitch to White. High. Two balls and no strikes. White has walked once and struck out twice in this game. Jim Palmer, the only pitcher in the American League to author a no-hitter this year. Working on his 15th win. The right-hander deals, fastball is swung on it, missed, two and one. The center fielder, Paul Blair, shades Roy White to the right field side. Wall three is outside, and Palmer is behind three and one. Palmer working quickly, turns another one loose, fastball is lined to right, base hit for Roy White. Frank Robinson feels the ball down on one knee, throws it back in. So White is on with his first hit tonight, and for the Yankees, that is base hit number eight. Bobby Mercer moves in, he is three for three. This is the seventh time this year Mercer has had three hits in a ball game. Bobby Mercer he gets his fourth, That will be a first for him. He has two singles and a double. Palmer's pitch, outside, ball one. Mercer has scored one run. Yankees think he scored two. But it won't go down in the record books because he was called out at the plate by Luciano, who ruled he did not touch the plate when he slid in. Andy Echeban has gone to the mound to talk to Jim Palmer. Oriole bullpen is still operating. Looks like they have a right-hander and a left-hander up and throwing now. Mercer looks at a fastball for a strike. The left-hander out there now is Frank Bertina. One-one pitch coming low to Mercer with a fastball. It's two and one. we got two left-handers. Pete Richards throwing, too. Two-one pitch. Mercer pops it up. On the third base side, Brooks Robinson after it. Now in foul territory under it and makes the catch. So Bobby Mercer is retired on a high foul fly ball to Brooks Robinson. One out, and Frank Teppadino steps in. All well, these young ballplayers, Phil, like Teppadino, McDonald, and Munson, and Klinkowski are getting invaluable experience here at the tail end of this season. They certainly are, and it gives Ralph Hawk a good chance to look at him before spring training. Teppadino hits a fly ball to center field. Straight away, Paul Blair is back under it. Makes the catch. Two down. That ball was well hit, but to straightaway center in this ballpark, it is 410 feet. Blair did not use up all of it, but he was well back there.
1: Number 55.
0: Two away, and here's Dave McDonald. He drove in the Yankees' first run in the second inning with a double to left center field. He reached on an error in the fourth and struck out in the sixth. Palmer is down low with a breaking pitch. Palmer has struck out six and walked two. He deals again. McDonald looks at a fastball low, two balls and no strikes. Palmer swinging his arm around, flexing it, and looks over toward the Oriole dugout. Palmer has been suffering of late with a bad back. Two nothing pitch. Fastball is lined out into center field. It's going to be in for a base hit. Roy White stops at second base as Blair gets to the ball quickly. And McDonald has his second hit of the ball game. The Yankees have runners at first and second. That is base hit number nine for the Yankees. And it brings up Len Boehmer. Boehmer has walked, grounded into a force play on which a run scored, and flied to right field. So Boehmer is 0 for 2 with an RBI. White at second, McDonald at first. Palmer off the stretch. Deals to Boehmer. Fastball to set on the ground to Belanger, the shortstop. He underhands it to Dave Johnson at second. to force McDonald at the side is retired. For the Yankees, no runs, two hits. There were no Baltimore errors, and two men are left on. And now at the end of seven and one-half innings of play, the score
5: is the Orioles
0: four and the Yankees two. Angelo Petroselli of Paterson, New Jersey, Thomas Cornell of New London, Connecticut, John Firmstone of Honesdale, Pennsylvania, and Jose M. Osorio of Brooklyn, New York, all have something in common. They participated in the 1969 beer taste test when Peel's challenged three top-selling brands for the Eastern Championship of Beer. And they all preferred Peel's Real Draft beer. So did lots of other beer drinkers. In fact, not one of those top-selling beers could be Peel's Real Draft in the 1969 taste test. Does that surprise you? Well, it shouldn't. You see, there is one very big, very important difference between Peels and the other beers, and it's this. Only Peels gives you real draft lightness, real draft freshness in bottles and cans. So it's really not surprising at all that Peels was a winner in the big taste test. How about making a little test of your own? Next time you have a beer, have a Peels real draft beer. I think you'll be convinced, too, that Peels real draft has the taste that can't be beat all right we go to the bottom half of the eighth inning total show the Orioles with four runs six hits one error the Yankees two runs nine hits and no errors Brooks Robinson leads off the bottom half of the eighth inning. He has walked twice and flied out to right field. Dave Johnson on deck and then Andy Etchabaron. Ron Klimkowski looks around toward the outfield. Now looks in for a sign from Jake Gibbs. Young right-hander to the windup and here's the pitch. Curveball ball is swung on and fouled off to the left side. No balls and a strike to Brooks Robinson. Although hitting but 233 coming into this game, Brooks Robinson has driven in 82 runs. One strike pitch. Curveball is fouled again to the left side, and this one goes into the Oriole dugout. <laughs> no balls, two strikes. Kowski fires a fastball right down the middle and Robinson takes it for strike three. That is the first strikeout for Ron Plimkowski. One away and Dave Johnson about it. He has struck out, walked, and grounded out to shortstop. When Johnson walked in the third inning, the bases were loaded, so he was credited with a run batted in. He looks at a pitch low, ball one. Minnesota leads Seattle 2-0 at the end of four. White Sox four, and the Kansas City Royals nothing, end of six. Curve Curve is over but low. Bounces away from Jake Gibbs behind him. He retrieves it, keeps it in play. Boston leads Detroit 2-1 at the end of four innings. Lemkowski deals a curve that is fouled back. Two balls and a strike to Dave Johnson. Next pitch inside with a fastball, and it's three and one. Johnson gave ground on that one. Orioles lead the Yankees 4-2. You're in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Ron Klimkowski rocks and deals. Johnson hits a ground ball to third. Trapped by Bamer on a short hop. His throw to first base is in plenty of time. Two outs. The batter will be Andy Echebaran. Andy uh, Andy Echebaran. One for three, and his base hit was a big one. A bases loaded, two-run single in the third inning. And that has been the big hit in the ballgame for the Orioles. He looks at a curve for called strike one. Mike Kekic pitched six innings for the Yankees. Gave up three runs, four hits, walked three, struck out five. Plonkowski working in his second inning. He deals. Curve that's hit in the air to right center field. Bobby Mercer racing over to his left. He's under it. Makes the catch, and the side is retired. Winkowski gets the Orioles 1-2-3 in the eighth inning. Nothing across, and at the end of eighth, the score is Baltimore 4 and New York 2. You know, lots of people go along drinking one beer and thinking it's just the greatest until someone comes along and shows them something better. That's what happened to Robert Jordan of Jackson Heights, New York, Raymond Church of Unkerville, Connecticut, and Gerald Leonard of Newark, New Jersey, and Bruce Thomas of Brooklyn. All of them have been regular drinkers of the biggest-selling beer in the New York area. All of them participated in the big 1969 beer taste test. They tasted their regular beer without knowing it, and they tasted Peel's Real Draft, both in unmarked glasses. And you know what? They all preferred Peel. And the other top-selling beers in that dramatic taste test couldn't beat Peel's either. Peels is a real draft beer, and draft beer tastes fresher and lighter. Just one taste is all it takes sometimes to convince people that Peels is better than their beer. Convince yourself. Put Peels' real draft to the test today and enjoy the taste that can't be beat. In the ninth inning, Jake Gibbs will lead things off for the Yankees. John Ellis is on deck to bat for the pitcher Ron Klimkowski Gibbs is one for
1: three
0: Jim Palmer into the windup the first pitch to Gibbs Kerb is hit foul off his foot ball rolls down the first baseline in fair territory but it's a foul ball It hit Gibbs on the foot. Checked for shoe polish by first-base umpire Bill Haller, who takes it out of play. No balls in the strike to Jake Gibbs. Looks like it got him on the right foot. Jake is favoring it just a bit right now. Andy etcher sympathizing with him but now Gibbs steps back in one strike pitch to him blown outside a ball one and one it, Orioles are leading four to two Palmer works quickly brings a fastball in for a strike and it's one ball two strikes to Jake Gibbs one-two pitch coming in the dirt about three feet in front of the plate, bounces up off the chest protector of Andy Echebaran, the catcher. You're wondering about Thurman Munson. He is with his military unit for the weekend, as is Stan Bonson. Two two pitch to Gibbs. He fouls one back and the count holds at two and two. series here in Baltimore two games this one tonight one tomorrow afternoon starting at 2 15. 2-2 pitch coming to Gibbs and he fouls another one back this time off the chest protector of the plate umpire Ronnie Luciano John Ellis in the on-deck circle now walks back toward the dugout He's going back to the bat rack. 2-2 pitch to Gibbs. He swings and misses out in front of a change-up curve and is out on strikes. Seventh strikeout for Palmer. And now John Ellis will bat for the pitcher, Ron Klimkowski. Ellis is hitting two ninety one for the Yankees. One last night's game with a two-run single. He's two for three as a pinch hitter. Palmer's first pitch to him. Fastball is swung on and missed. And what a cut he took. Strike one. Palmer's in the dirt with a breaking ball. One ball, one strike. Uh, looped out into left field last night when the ball game was hit right down off the handle of the bat. Next pitch to him is low. Two balls and a strike. John, very strong. Two on pitch. He pops it foul coming back out of play. Two balls, two strikes to John Ellis. Boston-Detroit game is now in the fifth inning. The Red Sox leading 2-1. Senators were not scheduled tonight. 2-2 pitch to Ellis. Curve is in there for a call. Strike three. And Ellis is caught looking on a big sweeping curveball. And Palmer has his eighth strikeout. Well, so the Yankees down to their last out. Horace Clark moves in. He is 0-4 in this game. kicks and deals, and Clark fouls it back up the screen. Strike one. Palmer brings it again, and there's that slow curve, but it's high. Orioles working on their 105th victory. And the curve is high again. Two balls and a strike to Horace Clark. Big gap in right-center field for Horace. He pops it up on the left side of the infield. Belanger waiting under it. Makes the catch, and the ballgame is over. The Yankees are retired in order in the top half of the ninth inning. It's all over in Baltimore. We'll have the totals and the recap for you in just a moment. The final score, the Orioles four and the Yankees two. You know, a beer shouldn't leave you with a filled-up feeling, says Nicholas Payola of Roselle Park, New Jersey. I like a beer that's not too heavy, says Thomas Moriarty of New London, Connecticut. And I like a beer that doesn't bloat you, says Arthur Downing of West New York, New Jersey. I like a beer that doesn't make you feel like a balloon, says Douglas Elworth of West Orange, New Jersey. All of these gentlemen participated with many other people in the 1969 Beer Taste Test when Peel's challenged leading brands for the Eastern Championship of Beer. They preferred Peel's to the other beers they tasted. Why? Well, there's really no great mystery about it. Peel's, you know, is a real draft beer, and draft beer tastes like it. It doesn't leave you with a filled-up feeling. What Peel's does do is give you a smooth, fresh taste every time. And taste, after all, is the name of the game. Once you try Peel's Real Draft, you'll understand why no other beer in the 1969 taste test could beat it. Peel's Real Draft, the beer with the winning taste. And as Doug Elworth put it, it doesn't leave you feeling like a balloon. Totals on the ballgame. The Orioles four runs, six hits, one error. The Yankees two runs, nine hits, and no errors. Jim Palmer, the winner, his record is now 15-3. and three. The losing pitcher, Mike Kekic, his record is 2-6 and palmer extends his career record against the yankees to seven and one the yankees scored a run in the second inning on a double by mercer a single by teppidino mercer raced across the plate the yankees argued that he was safe but ron luciano called him out and then uh, dave mcdonald doubled to drive in Teppadino with a run the orioles scored three runs however in the third on three hits plus two walks. One walk forced in a run, and one of the base hits was a bases loaded single by Etchabaran that drove in two, and that was the key hit of the ball game for Baltimore. The Yankees' other run scored in the fourth. Mercer opened with a single. Tepedino was out, catcher to first. McDonald reached on an error. Bamer drove Mercer home from third as he grounded into a forced play, and that was the end of the scoring for the Yankees. The Orioles got an insurance run in the seventh inning on base hits by Belanger and Buford and a sacrifice fly by Paul Blair. Tomorrow afternoon, Al Downing for the Yankees. Dave McNally will be gunning for his 20th win for the Baltimore Orioles. Though once again,
1: the final score was Baltimore 4 and New York 2. And now the-